Today's guest on the Femme Financial Freedom Podcast is Emma McQueen. Emma is a Melbourne-based executive leadership and business coach who has worked in the realm of human resources for over 20 years, working with some of Australia's leading organisations to develop their team and their talent. Emma passionately believes that the success of any business rests entirely on the success of their people. Emma's coaching has a core focus supporting her clients to unlock their potential and achieve results. As a Hogan accredited coach, her approach has a foundation of working with people's strengths to take the meaningful actions required to reach their goals. She believes that effective coaching has an indisputable impact on a person's performance and on their well-being overall. Emma has worked with thousands of people across the globe as an executive and business coach and facilitator, helping them tap into their potential and get paid what they are worth. Her clients include Brotherhood of St. Lawrence, Vicinity, World Vision, Microsoft, Uniting Agewell, Accucenture, IAG Insurance and REA Group, to name a few. She loves finding out how people tick and interviews interesting go-getters on her own podcast, Tea with the Queen. So I highly encourage encourage you to get comfortable, relax and enjoy this powerful conversation with the Queen herself, Emma McQueen. Hello and welcome to this very special episode of the Femme Financial Freedom Podcast. I'm absolutely delighted today to be joined by the Queen, Emma McQueen. So welcome to the podcast, Emma. Yay, thank you so much. I mean, other people have dubbed me the Queen and now I've just taken to it and owned it (laughs) it's very fitting it's very fitting and I'm a huge fan of Emma's and love all that she represents around she's an amazing leadership coach for many different individuals and organizations and has a very rich and expansive career um, in that area and I love that just whenever I see Emma's Instagram which you must go and connect with Emma on Instagram Everything is always broken down into really tangible, easy to follow and understand advice to implement today, which I love about Emma's style because she takes really big philosophies and um, ideologies and really breaks them down into, okay, what do I need to do today in order to be living that? So, yes, love the way you share that, Emma. Oh, thank you so much. I'm very much the practical woman's coach, I think. (laughs) Very much so. And I love that even just in everything that you share, you really live that philosophy of regardless of what's happening in your day, where you might be sharing from, your stories are always amazing and just really showing women that it's not about perfection, it's not about glossy, anything needing to be overly curated, but just getting in and and getting it done. So I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Just get the, just take the first step. You'll be right. (laughs) That whole philosophy, if you take that first step and then the second presents itself and we keep moving from there. Fabulous. So the the topic of today's podcast conversation we're going to be having is around the three elements of success and what to focus on to unlock your next level of success in 2022. So I think it's no surprise. uh, Obviously, we've been living in some very disruptive times uh, over the last few years. And so I'd love to hear from you, Emma, what your overarching theme or vision and thoughts you have around what success and leadership is going to be about and look like in 2022 which I know is a huge topic in and of itself but any just you know we're a couple of months in now so any kind of little um little tidbits you've taken away so far or anything you feel called to share relevant to that 
You know what? I think I think that people have realized over the last two years that there's more to life than just work. And um, well, we've been in lockdowns and it's been hard. And I also think that people are reevaluating what gives them joy and what type of job they want to be in or how they want to show up. And I think success, people are realizing that success can be different facets of life. It could be relationships, it could be family, it could be financial, it could be friends, it could be work, you know, and I think people are starting to go, hmm, it's not just about being successful at one of these things, but actually how do I build success into all of those things? And I do a terrific terrific exercise with <clears throat> some of my ladies and it's the Wheel of Life exercise. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's basically just rating where you're at in each of those areas of your life. And working out, actually, how do I just get from four to five or how do I get from five to six or six to seven, whatever it is. And I think people are reassessing and I really get the sense that people are reevaluating what success looks like for them. And my goodness, it's about time. I think that corporate Australia and society as a whole has always told us success is, I don't know, the Aussie dream, you know, having your own house, financial security, blah, 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 blah. But is it? And um, that's one of the things that I think we need to just question and go, have we just been uh, fed all of this and now it's become our truth and our reality? Or do we have to delve a bit deeper and go, actually, what does success look like for me personally? Mm, I love that so much. And I'm definitely noticing a lot of that as well. I think for so long, we feel like we've been told what success is by outside parties and beautifully curated marketing plans and all of that kind of thing. And I think, yeah, the, the gift of COVID has really been a disruptor and has shaken so many things up for us to come into our own truth. And as you say, you know, just to focus on what does success look like for us in those different areas and you know, I always say the small steps add up to the quantum leaps. And so I love that you share around what's just one action or the next expansion, as you say, to move from a, a four to a five, for example, rather than focusing on this huge gap of all these things that we need to be perhaps feeling like we need to up level at once. Yeah. I mean, you might look at the whole total picture and go, holy crap, my life needs a whole up level. But at the same time, let's be realistic. And what can you actually achieve and where is it going to get you the most leverage? So yeah, I think it's really important to just be super clear about that. Yes. I love that. And what do they say? How does the mouse eat an elephant? Like yeah. <laughs> One bite at a time. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. I haven't heard it expressed that way. I've had, I've heard it. How do you eat an elephant? But a mouse eating an elephant, just the picture you've just created in my mind. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's it's that thing isn't it it's overwhelming when you as you say if you're looking at this big wheel of life and you're seeing all of these different areas but when you just really chunk it down which I think is a real gift of yours to be able to help women to just really bring it right back down to the those micro micro elements all the small things add up Yes, yes. And just to touch on briefly as well, I loved um, on your Instagram today, Emma, you were talking about motivation and how motivation, you know, we can't rely on motivation. And, and I love the philosophy that motivation is a bit like showering. You know, we, we shower every day because it wears off. That's right. <laughs> and motivation is a bit the same, which you shared so beautifully. So what would you say for anyone who, you know, is feeling that, you know, seeing that big gap 
and going, okay, you know, gosh, I'm going to need a lot of willpower or a lot of discipline or so forth to, to bridge that gap. How, how do you feel motivation plays a part in relation to that? Yeah, but see, I think motivation is a skill, but I also think it fades. You know, for everyone who's been on a diet and we know how long that lasts or wanting to start a new habit or whatever, I think the thing about motivation is because it fades, you've got to have some routines in place or some habits in place or some systems in place that help us uh, with that so that when the motivation dies, the habits kind of kick in. It's like, you know, my bedtime routine or my morning routine or whatever it is. I think you just got to have some habits in play. I read a really cool book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. I also managed to meet him, which was amazing when we did, when we were in real life. He's very tall. He's like six foot seven. Yeah. And I'm like five foot two. So that was quite hilarious. Uh, But he just talks about, you know, just do the small things. And um, Simon Sinek says the same thing. You know, you don't get fit after spending 20 hours in a gym, get fit by incrementally going to the gym every single day and eventually you get fit. And I think that if we can just put some really good habits in play, uh, then that gap feels smaller. If I had a big gap in something and I wanted to get from A to B, but B just looked like a long way away, I would work out what is the actual what is B? And then what are the steps that I need to take and work kind of work backwards so that I've got them all listed out so that I can work through them. But that's just my logical brain going ding, 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 ding. ding. <laughs> yes. No, I love that. And I think that's so powerful because it really, as you say, you're not always going to feel motivated, but not needing to rely on the motivation by having, having the habit. And I think, uh, you know, the identity of being the person who does it, even when they're not motivated, even when they're not excited to do it. <laughs> Absolutely. You still got to show up right totally I always say those workouts when you don't want to show up to the gym like they burn double the calories because (laughs) (laughs) you know you're not you're not excited to do it but you're just getting it done yeah I'm with you love it and so anyone who doesn't yet have a copy of this beautiful little pretty pink book called go get it which is Emma's amazing book it's so beautiful I'm I'm a sucker for anything pretty so I love that not only is it incredibly well written it has beautiful pink pages in it and yes so definitely either grab your hands on a copy of this and Emma was just telling me as well that very soon it's going to be available on Audible so when you're doing that morning walk pop your earbuds in and wrap your ears around this book you will get a lot from that and one of my favorite elements of this book Emma was you speak so beautifully in here and have um, a gorgeous model as well about the three elements of success which I feel sit really beautifully in obviously what we need to unlock for our next level success in 2022 so can you share a little bit please about what those three elements of success are yeah sure we've got clarity you've got commitment and you've got confidence and depending on which order you use those in I always think it's smart to start with clarity (laughs) Mm -hmm. um I think that a lot of us are not as clear on the end goal as what we should be and I think once we can get that laser focus on what is it that I'm actually aiming for okay I've got that clarity then you can actually pop the other pieces in place And so for me, clarity is really around getting clear on, I don't know, your target, getting like your your financial target or your business target or your team target, whatever it is, getting super clear on who you're serving and why you're doing that. And that's in organizations or if you have your own business uh, and how you might get there. Now, originally, 
you might not know how you're going to get there, but that's okay. Sometimes we don't know the path until we start. So getting clarity is about just getting that super laser focus on here's my end goal. Making sure that we wake up every day. We were talking about motivation before, and it's a bit like commitment, right? You just got to kind of commit to, okay, I'm going to commit to that goal. And then I've got to put some routines and things in play to help me keep committed to the goal. It's a little bit about discipline. And a lot of people I speak to hate discipline because it's like boring, but it just makes our life run so much more smoothly. It's like when I say to someone, oh, you need to get some systems in their place. And they're like, no, I'm like, you yeah, systems make our lives go more smoothly. Like it's cool. Let's embrace the system. And uh, commitment is the same. You've got to commit to it. And you almost have to commit to that daily. If you've got a big goal, if you've got a small goal, doesn't matter. You still have to commit to it daily. And by committing to that goal, it means that you can just do the things that you need to get do to get there. So it's just one foot in front of the other. And then what we notice is that action precedes confidence. So if you just take one step and then another step, another step, the confidence grows. It's kind of like a snowball effect. And I think people wait for inspiration and actually may not come or you might be waiting a while. Uh, but I think if you can just take the action and it's inspired action because it's the goal, you've got the goal in mind. So you're taking action towards your goal. The confidence comes and it's amazing for me to watch my clients who turn up to a session. They're like, I don't want to make any sales calls. And I'm like, just make five. And they're like, okay, I think I can do that. And so they make five and then all of a sudden they're like a sales machine. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, where did you come from? But it's just about the confidence, right? To do what you to do what you need to do to get to the goal. But sometimes that means action. But when you've got clarity and you've got commitment and you've got confidence, those three things are like a ripper for getting stuff done because it's all about results for me, right? Yes, yes. Oh, gosh, absolutely. The power in those three elements to, as you say, get clear, get committed. And then once you are those things, it's almost like you're compelled to move forward. Even if you you don't know how, you've generated that energy and that momentum and, and moving forward in that way. I, I love that. And I, I always say um, confidence only comes before courage in the dictionary. Like, <laughs> so true. So you know, true. you've got to, it's, it's like the horse and the car, isn't it? What, what comes first? And, you know, the more we, like the more you, I always say when you get into action, you, you quieten your mind. You know, when you're sitting still, the mind is always so active. But once you're moving, you're regenerating those results and, and shifting things around. So Absolutely. And also you feel a sense, you know, it's like they, they say making your bed first thing in the morning is really helpful because it feel it makes you feel like you've done a mini achievement. Yeah. Like you've achieved something for the day. I've made my bed. So we're good. And I think the thing about the confidence is that the more you do, the more confidence you feel. And that really goes towards getting to your goal quicker than if you yes. did nothing. Uh, and there's lots of people in there come to me and they go, I've got six goals. And I'm like, Wow, that's a lot of goals. Yeah. Uh, and depending on the size of those goals, sometimes they have six goals and five are really small, but the sixth one is a mozza, right? And they yeah. leave that to the last, whereas we reverse it and we bring that one forward. We go, let's try this one. And in the, in the spare parts of your day, you can get these ones done. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's that whole, you know, I always say the amount of resistance we experience to something is directly proportionate to what's available on the other side. So that, that big goal that's going to move the needle more than anything, we're always going to, as you say, put that last. <laughs> yeah. But reversing that and bringing it to the fore 
as you say, helps sort of reverse engineer to have the others take care of themselves by by sort of almost default ones. You're like, well, if I can achieve this, then all the others are much easier. Exactly, exactly. I love that. So Emma, what would you say to somebody who was struggling on the clarity piece? So if they perhaps know, um, you know, where sort of have a rough idea of what they want to experience or their vision for the future, but they're lacking clarity around um, perhaps their their path to get there or in what direction they should go. Um, how do you have a, an exercise or a tool that you like to use um, to create clarity? I do love the old Simon Sinek TED video, you know, the find your why, the video that he talks about the apple and he talks, it's like three different rings, like a target. And he talks about Apple's why uh, and how Apple make computers, but actually Apple make beautiful computers and blah, 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 blah. And uh, I often direct my clients to go back to their why. Why are they doing this? What's their purpose for doing what they want to do or what they want to achieve? Uh, And once they've got that, then all the other bits seem to fall into place. Sometimes I have clients and they come to me and they want to do a new I don't know, they might want to do a new revenue stream. And so we talk about, well, actually, what does that look like? What does that look like when you're, um, when you've got the new revenue stream? You know, who's your target market? How are you niching down? How are you going to deliver it? All the logistics. And what I find when you think about the what, how, why, when is that it all kind of comes together. Sometimes you just need a sounding board, someone to sit there and ask you some smart questions. Uh, and if and my, if my clients are really struggling with clarity, normally it's because they're nervous about taking the next step or they're getting stuck in that perfectionistic thing that I don't own at all. So I, I am not an overthinker and I'm certainly not a perfectionist, uh, but a lot of my clients are. So sometimes they just overthink it and doubt themselves and all that kind of stuff rather than just moving forward and keeping on moving forward if they don't know all the answers yet. Yes, yes. I love that. Yeah, amazing. Great, great tips there. Thank you for sharing. Because I think, as you say, that why is is so important, because that why infiltrates everything else. It helps with the clarity, it helps with the motivation, the commitment, because it's never about what it appears to be about. And you're, you know, if you can be connected to the why behind those daily tasks that you're undertaking and committing to that's sort of like your rocket fuel when you don't when you're not feeling it isn't it (laughs) right that's right when that motivation fades you like pull that out that's why I love vision boards I mean I know that people vision boards boards get a bit of a bad rap you can see mine in the back mine in the background but I love them because it's just a really visual reminder this is what I'm doing it for my family are on there you know like my how I want to show up is on there, all those things. And so it's really great to have a visual reminder. This is actually who I am. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, absolutely. It's that anchor point, isn't it? Where it's like when everything else sort of, you know, there's chaos and all the world's dragging you in all these different directions just to really stay really grounded and rooted in, oh, that's right. This is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what it's about for me. And just come back to what's really important there. Absolutely. Love that. So what do you find, Emma, with the clients you work with can impact or dent their confidence? So those three elements, the clarity, the commitment and the confidence, what do you find, yeah, can take a woman out of the game a little bit when they're dented that confidence muscle? Yeah, uh, well, so many different things. Uh, Other people's opinions, first of all. So as women, we 
or like other people's opinions, even if they're not valid. Uh, and sometimes we get feedback that we haven't asked for and uh, it can dent our confidence. Uh, sometimes we're too attached to our own stuff. And so when someone doesn't like it, we get a bit offended and we uh, feel like it knocks the confidence a bit. I think bad experiences. So if you're working one-on-one -on -one with a client and you haven't had a great experience with that client, I think that can dent confidence. Yeah. There's so many things that can dent confidence, right? Yeah. I don't know. You would see it in your clients as well. What dents their confidence? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's oftentimes when we get we make it about something external to us. So, you know, be it vanity metrics or comparisonitis, comparing ourselves to someone else. Or yeah, as you say, there's an endless list of what can cause a dent to confidence so perhaps a better question to ask to reframe that would be when a woman experiences a dent to their confidence what would you say is sort of the number one don't pass go don't collect two hundred dollars like what would be the one thing you think really helps to to come back into as you say it's the courage and the action but when that confidence is really taking a hit what do you think is the most important thing for a woman to focus on the first instance it's acknowledging it that holy crap I just took a hit to my confidence and why just have assess the situation but also assess it in a way almost take a step back and assess the situation for the truth not for how what you've made it what story you've created in your head because you know this is where inner critic comes in and uh imposter syndrome comes in we make things out of things our brain allows us to do that because our brain is there to protect us but actually it gets in the way mm -hmm. and so we have to step back from an incident and go what happened what are the facts of what happened uh and where at what point did I see that my confidence took a little bit of a hit and it's at that point where you kind of go okay my confidence took a hit because I just tried something new and I wasn't very good at it or I just tried something new and I'm not ready yet yeah. And Carol Dweck, who wrote the book Mindset, talks about yet. You know, uh, my eight-year-old daughter was like, oh, when she was six, she's like, I can't ride a bike. Can I, mum? I'm like, well, you can't ride a bike yet, babe, but mm. you will be able to ride a bike. You know, like just inserting that tiny word, yeah. you know, makes all the difference. And so I think working out what triggered it, where is the point where I've been going along swimmingly, something's happened and my confidence has taken a bit of a hit. Why did it take the confidence? Like really go deep. Why did it take a hit? Why was that hit there? What does that actually mean? And just asking yourself a few whys to kind of get to, okay, so this is the root of the issue and now what do we do with it? Yeah. And once we can figure that out, then we can move forward. But I think what happens is we take a hit and we keep going. We take a hit and we keep going. Like just stop. And go, I've taken a hit. What does that feel like? Yeah. Oh, gosh, what a gift you are, Emma. That is so beautifully shared. And, yeah, I love that so much, just that that there's so much power in the pause, like just pause, assess, <laughs> reconnect. <laughs> yeah, I, lo I love that so much. I always say to my clients, data, not drama. Like, <laughs> I love that data, not drama. <laughs> let's assess the facts. Let's assess the data. You know, us humans are such meaning-making machines. So, as you say, we assign a meaning and a story to everything. And oftentimes, um, you know, what are those three layers? Is this true? Is this helpful? And is this helping move me forward? Like, right. yeah, <laughs> just totally. assessing it to get rid of all of the emotion, look at it for the facts. I love that you shared about taking a step back. So it's like, it's almost let's take a step back from my dramatic self or my ego self or my fear-based self and let's sort of 
take a bit of an overarching view over it and look at it from, I guess, potentially how we would help somebody else to move through something um, without, yeah, being in so much self-loathing about it. Yeah, because we do really, really beat ourselves up. I mean, the story in the book is about a woman who really beat herself up and, um, you know, we're very good at that, (laughs) but we have to get we have to really practice to not beat ourselves up. And, you know, the things we say to ourselves, we wouldn't even say to our best friend. So quit saying them to ourselves. And, oh, and if you've got a best friend like that, ditch her because that's not cool. <laughs> yes, that's not a healthy, loving relationship. And that's right. Exit immediately. <laughs> love it. Love it. So, Emma, the other, I, I caught something you shared the other week about your three lists that you make at the start of the year. So, I, I think the listeners will get so much value from this. Are you able to share what those, what's on those magic lists of yours? Are uh, you talking about the keep, stop, start list? I am, yes. Okay. I do that every month, actually. Ah. It's um, it's a really good opportunity to just stop and reflect again, pausing. And throughout the book, after every chapter, there's a bit of a reflection called keep, stop, start for those people that haven't read the book. And it's basically what's really working for you right now. Keep doing that. Mm. And what's not working for you, please stop doing that. And what's something that you need to start doing? And we do it every month because there's always stuff. For me, starting for February, um, you know, I had to stop eating. (laughs) I had to stop all the summer eating. You know, I restarted back with my personal trainer and I had to keep drinking the water. And they are just the smallest things, but they're the reminders that actually we need to just keep into a routine. And everyone loves the keep, stop, start. Because I think just the stopping to reflect on what's working well is amazing we don't do that especially as women we don't stop and celebrate Uh, and then uh, what's not working for you we go along with a whole lot of stuff and at some point we go "Mm, actually that's not working for me so why do we keep doing it stop it just stop it Uh, and then the start is what are you putting off almost what do you actually need to just start doing and start doing that Uh, and I've been doing it for a few years now and it's fascinating because I thought I'll run out of things within three months no Because you fall back into bad habits, you fall back into the patterns that you were trying to get rid of. Uh, and anyone in organizations or corporate or business, anyone can do keep, stop, start. And it uh, that's the most feedback I've had about the book. I mean, everyone loves the prettiness and everyone loves that it's pink on the inside. Um, but also just that reflection point for keep, stop, start is um, really helpful for people. So I do it every month. Yes, it's so amazing. And I think so often people look for the magic bullet or something overly complex or the latest hack or the algorithm, how to hack the algorithm or, and I love the, you know, the, the power and the simplicity of just, as you say, just stopping, pausing, assessing what, what's, what's happening, what's going on and just really getting that clarity. Sometimes, Sometimes some of my clients go, holy crap, I need to stop a whole lot of stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, one thing at a time because you don't want to just stop, stop, stop and not have anything cool starting or keeping on going. You have to be doing something well, like you're not doing it all bad. (laughs) And sometimes they just need that little reminder. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it really helps to, you know, to build trust and confidence in yourself you know those back to those those core principles of yours around you know where as you say if I I stop doing you know all the summer eating and I start working out and I keep drinking the water like you're um you know we're, we're building that faith and confidence and trust in ourselves that I can do things I do follow through and and obviously reaping the rewards and the benefits of that 
Totally, totally. I don't know how you can't get results if you're focused on something like keep, stop, start each month, you know? Yes, absolutely. You've inspired me to revisit it. So um, <laughs> I think a Monday is a perfect time to do this, which is is the day that this interview is being recorded. Perfect day to do that. <laughs> absolutely. Thank you so much for all of the amazing insight and nuggets and expertise that you've shared with the audience today, Emma. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here. <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me here. It's been fun. My pleasure. So can you share uh, with the audience how they can connect with you, anything exciting you have upcoming and, yeah, just how they can can keep that conversation going and soak up more of your amazing work and expertise and, and get closer to you? Oh, beautiful. Well, I'm, I am on LinkedIn and I'm on Facebook, but where I mainly hang out is Instagram and my um, handle is Emma Armour Queen. So you can join me on Instagram. We've got a bunch of events that we run and different bits and pieces where we can meet other amazing and inspiring women. And I also have my own podcast, which is called Tea with the Queen, <laughs> um, which uh, your uh, listeners are more than welcome to jump into. So I'm pretty much everywhere. Just look for Emma McQueen. <laughs> Yes, hop on Emma's Instagram. You'll get all the links to anywhere else there that you need to go. And I'll make sure that those links are in the episode notes as well. So yes, again, thank you so much, Emma, for sharing all of your amazing insight. Well, not all at all, but even just a little a little hit. There's so much depth to everything that Emma shares. So definitely do yourself a favor and, and be a part of her world. And thanks so much for being on the Femme Financial Freedom podcast, Emma. Oh, thank you, Jessica. It's been great to chat with you.